What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. So today we have another roundtable podcast and you're going to be meeting Sandra, Laura, Christy, and Michelle. And as I re-listened to this episode, what stood out to me was how these women have all believed what society has taught us, that working hard is what's most valuable. Laura at one point mentions that it was like a badge of honor to work hard, that she was raised mowing yards and right, just working hard, that that was valued in her family. And I know I can relate to that myself. And so as you listen today, what you're going to hear is a group of people who have, who have changed the way that they approach goals. Why? Because you guys, you can't double working hard. You can't work twice as hard. You have to do it in a new way. And today these coaches talk about that process of growth as they learn how to do it in a new way. This is a roundtable conversation about goals. This series features the real experience of what happens between setting the goal and hitting a goal. Because what so many of us don't think about is that we spend 99% of our time in the achieving of the goal and only 1% in the actually having of the goal. And a goal is just about deciding who you're becoming next, right? You know you hit the goal because you have the result. But before you hit that goal, between setting and hitting that goal, you experience growth. Our brains aren't trained to see growth. And when you don't teach your brain to see the growth, it's going to feel like you're not making any progress towards who you're becoming next. This podcast series is about featuring the growth of the in-between. Okay, let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Sandra McDermott, and I am a coach for women at midlife, helping them make their midlife meaningful. I work in London, but I, I live in London in the UK, but I actually work with people all over the world. Yeah, and what's the goal that you're growing into? My goal has been, it's been interesting, um, but it's become learning how to be calm and connected to my business in a consistent way. So it's a different type of goal than some of the goals I know my group have had because I'm not focusing on the number of clients I have or the amount of money I'm making. I'm actually focusing on how to live into the business I want to create. And it's been very challenging for me because I've previously come from an environment where stress and pressure has been my main driving factor. So it's, it's been really, really good. But tell us more about that. I mean, I want everybody else to introduce themselves, but tell me more about this idea that it's not about the number, it's about, it kind of sounds like what you're saying is the experience you actually have in your business. Yeah, it's experience and feeling. Like it's me trying to fit, connect with a feeling 
regularly, consistently. And instead of fueling myself from a feeling of stress and pressure, I'm learning how to notice the, that I can create whatever feelings I want through my thoughts and actually do it on a consistent basis. And then like actually do it on a consistent basis. So it's easy to say, become calm and, calm and connected to my business. But then I'm trying to make sure that it happens week in and week out. And, and so, yeah, it's When you fun. think about that as being a goal, yeah. is that different than goals you've set in the past? Oh, 100%. All my goals before have been external. Somebody else has been able to measure them. And that's been the real learning because the stress I realized in all of this, like because it's such a container for growth, as you say, I've learned that my previous goals have all been around me judging myself around other people and comparing and judging. And now comparing and judging, not comparing. And uh, now I'm having to do it for myself. Like I'm having to create it for me and not look to anyone else. And that's been... Like it's been a total mind shift, but it's been great. It's finally coming together. Very cool. I will, I will talk more about that, but let's meet everybody else in the round table. I'm Christy Towns. I am a career coach. I help women who kind of have great jobs, but feel like they're just not fulfilling. And so I love helping women quit their jobs. <laughs> That's kind of my favorite thing to do and help them find fulfillment and confidence in either the career that they have now or starting a business or um, finding a career that, you know, they never thought they could do. Um, and I kind of, my goal is, my current goal right now is making 12K in one month. And it's funny because I feel the same as Sandra as I, I'm trying to experience my career or I'm experiencing my business um, in a joyful way and not get attached to the number. And I think having the number is really good for me because I get so attached to that goal and I always think it's the number. And so my growth within my goal is kind of letting that go and figuring out how to just have so much fun and enjoy my my business, enjoy showing up and um, and still go after that goal. My name is Lara Johnson, and I help uh, working from home moms stop being busy and start achieving their goals. Uh, so my goal right now has been to create $50,000 in my business. And just as um, Christy and Sandra said, um, the, the whole thing for me was becoming the person that does that. Because I knew that if I could become the person that does that easily, then I could do it again and I could do it faster and I could, I could excel my growth. Um, so that's been a lot of fun for me uh, to be able to move towards that goal without the hustle as Elizabeth often talks about. I don't want the stress. I don't want the hustle. I want to be home with my family. I want to be that mom while still building a business and helping women all over the world. So that's where I'm at with my goal. Hi, I'm Michelle Chestovich. I'm a physician coach and I am a mom of four and I know the struggles of practicing medicine as well as trying to take care of four children. And so I know that other physician moms are in similar situations. So my 
Uh, goal is to help other physician moms who are stressed and overwhelmed, feeling frustrated and yelling at their children, taking out their frustrations at home. Uh, I help them see that they can overcome overwhelm and learn to not yell and uh, enjoy their lives that they've worked so hard to create. Um, as far as the goals, very similar. I have a per been a person who's been very driven and hustled a lot through my life. And I connected so much with Elizabeth and her calm voice. It is just like medicine for my soul. And so whenever I think about my goal, I think about how I want to become the person who easily creates consistently three clients a month. So um, that's really my goal. And I love it. So when you guys think about the difference between hitting a goal and hitting a goal in the way you want to. I'd love to hear you guys talk about that, right? Because Cassandra tried kind of hit on this, like this idea, and so did Christy, like this idea that we create these goals and I don't know, there's some part of us, maybe it's the work environment, maybe it's sports, but where we value the, the having of it more than we value and, and create the journey and the process. So I'd love to hear how that has changed for you guys, how you're thinking about it's changed, how just like that's part of what you're creating. Yeah, sure. Well, for me, the, the thing that I is, is it is a twofold goal. Like that's sort of the way I look at it now is before there was that goal that it was the number and then it became something that I was always trying to strive for, but I was forgetting that I actually had a goal of liking it along the way. So that's why I had to switch and really start to connect with who I wanted to be in that goal. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't a goal if it was just achieved by the number. That's how I've, how I've come to learn to, to see it. And I would just have to say that I really, when I started this whole process, I wanted to enjoy the journey. That's kind of been my um, point. And uh, I liken it, you mentioned to the sports. I mean, I trained for marathons. I love hiking and hitting the top of the mountain. And yes, it's awesome when you get to the top of the mountain, you see this glorious view. But it's so fun along the way. Training for a marathon with friends is so fun. So too, doing this work of building a business and having friends to be on the journey and people to encourage you and you see people are ahead, you know it's possible. That's really what I wanted to uh, get out of the whole process. Yeah, and I think for me, the, the money has always been such an enigma for me. And so it always seems like, oh, money means, more money means more work. You have to work harder, you have to grind. Um, and that's actually not true because every time I've hit a money goal, it's always been because I've had so much fun and I've just let go of the outcome. And so I still have that kind of destination in mind, but learning how to enjoy my life in that space, um, it seems like everything just flows better. You show up so much more easily in your business. Um, and that's always when I hit my goal is when I'm just really focusing and being present and having fun. Um, and so kind of pushing the, the number for me has been something that it's just challenging so many beliefs I have about, you know, what success is and what it looks like and what it feels like and who can have, you know, X, Y, and Z number, uh, you know, a number goal. 
for me, I, I was convinced that as soon as I reached my number goal, my whole life would be better. <laughs> like I would see people that were, that were more successful in their business and I thought their kids behaved better. I was sure that, that uh, their marriage was better or that their home was cleaner. Like everything seemed better whenever you reach a goal. And then I started reaching my goals and I realized my life wasn't that much different. So I better enjoy the life right now and I can have fun, like Christy said, uh, while I'm reaching my goals and create the life that I want along the way. I don't have to wait until some magical end result that doesn't exist in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, Christy, I love that you bring this up, that when you let go and you just enjoy the process, that's when you create the most money. Now, some people are like, well, obviously, because setting the goal isn't working, I just shouldn't set a goal. But what I love is being able to bring both of those together, like enjoying the process and having a goal that you're striving for. I'm so curious for all of you, though, what's the opposite, right? Because the person listening to this podcast, they might be in that opposite zone. And that might be the only thing that they've ever known is what I suspect is that stress and that push and that hustle and I would love for each of you to just share if, if that's part of your story is like, how is letting go and enjoying the process? How does that create more money? Because that sounds mystical and weird. I'll speak to that, Elizabeth. Uh, for me, working hard was part of my identity. Like I was raised mowing lawns. I was raised like, you know, doing these things that instilled such hard work in me. But in my mind, hard work meant long hours. And hard work was like this badge of honor that I wore as part of my family generational identity. And I had to be willing to let that go and to let it be easy and not make that mean anything bad about myself, but I had to see that working hard, and, and I remember you telling me this at, at one point, working hard isn't the number of hours you work, it's how strong your mind is and the thoughts that are creating that. And I had to be willing to let go of my belief of working hard to create a new way of, of working hard, of working smart, of, of coaching myself first and foremost and creating money from that space instead of the number of hours I worked. I think of it as like how a, a flame works. You know, if you put a flame in, or a match in a jar, the flame needs oxygen to burn. And then when you cover the jar, the flame goes out because it doesn't have that oxygen. And so that, that letting go, that space is the oxygen that you're giving to your flame. And, you know, I think about 10 years ago, I had four jobs and I was working the hardest I've ever worked. And I was making very little money. I was barely making rent. And so, and I was miserable. It was horrible. <laughs> and so, yeah, I totally agree with Laura. It's just like letting go of this idea that hard work equals more money is it's really hard because that's so much in our, um, I don't know, the social vernacular of like what we should be doing and how we should be living our lives. Um, but I mean, there's so many people out there who are working, you know, multiple jobs and they don't make, as, uh, you know, enough money to make rent like I did. And it really goes to show that it's not how much you work, it's how you feel and thinking about it strategically and um, just showing up in a much healthier way because like, why are we even here on earth if got to enjoy our life? Like that's my philosophy. <laughs> 
Well, and Christy, I want you to share more because you specifically have had months where you did very, not very little, but you did less. And I remember you being like, this does not make sense. This was really enjoyable. Like tell the listeners more about that process of like, what were you doing and how were you feeling and why was that effective? When I stopped focusing on the number and was looking at like, okay, well, how am I growing into this person that's making 12K a month? You know, I could see clearly all of the things that I've been doing. I mean, I've been sending emails, you know, weekly email every week. And that wasn't something I even did when I was making up to 6K. And so I've been doing that. I've been posting on Instagram. I've had a better relationship with Instagram and social media. Um, and I just, you know, I, I guess how I think of my growth now is that I've planted a seed and I'm sitting there like before I'm sitting there watching this dirt trying to grow and I'm like, nothing's happening. <laughs> and I'm realizing that there's so much happening underneath the surface. You know, that seed is getting the nutrients and it's just that you can't see it sometimes, but things are happening constantly. Um, and so as soon as I let go of, Oh, my, my, numbers mean I'm my growth equal my growth as soon as I let go of that idea it made me realize all of the areas of my life and all of the areas of my business that I'm actually showing up consistently and I am growing I'll say that for me in the past I was kind of the hustle flog yourself forward kind of gal um and it caused a lot of stress and anxiety and feeling overwhelmed all the time. And yet I just kept going and kept going. And as part of my growth, just kind of having that awareness, number one, that it doesn't have to be that way. And um, initially when I started investigating my thoughts, I had a lot of judgment and again, was very frustrated with myself. And I learned that I could just have compassion and acceptance that this is how my brain works. And that for me has been one of my biggest growths. And it just gives me a sense of calm and um, feeling that it's gonna be okay. And it allows me to get to those feelings of kind of openness to do what it is that I want to do for my business. But it's just such a more enjoyable place than just kind of gritting my teeth and moving forward, which is how I've done it for most of my life. What I've found is that like, as I became slower and kinder and more curious, I think it's been, it's been amazing to me, but my client growth has gone up with me doing nothing other than working on being slower, kinder, and more curious. And I think it's just because I must be embodying that. And what I've found is people coming to me saying, I want to be like you, like, how did you get like that? So it's, I think it's just giving off that energy has helped my grow actual growth in terms of client growth because I'm actually growing myself properly this time and I'm giving off what they want. I'm finally becoming an example of what they want. I love that, Sandra. I just have to say that's exactly how I think how you grow your business, right? You embody it. You embody it. Well, that's why we're working with Elizabeth, right? Yes, exactly. We all love her calming <laughs> and compassion. Exactly. Yeah, because I think when I think about what I get to be the example of, I get to be an example of not, like I told my dad the other day, like I was just talking about being on track for my goals and, and all that. And he was like, oh, honey, slow down, slow down. And I was like, 
oh dad, this is me going slow. And like, I don't think people realize that there's like the fast version of us hitting our goals, but fast is inside like that internal, like feeling stress, feeling that high, like all the driven all the time. And I think what a gift that I get to give people, which is to hit goals without burning out, without being exhausted, without all of that. Yeah. So what would you say has been, and, and Michelle, you kind of touched on this, but I'm curious what you guys would say is your biggest growth. Like what has changed the most for you as you've been growing your business? And sometimes I think it's that acceptance, but what would you say has stood out to you about your growth? One thing I noticed in myself today, and this may not be what you want clients to hear, but I'm less organized. <laughs> and in a way, that's actually been part of my growth because I was so hyper-organized. It was a very fixed, and like I realized it was a very fixed mindset type thing. It was very closed because I thought I could do everything by making sure that every to-do list was perfect, every list was done, every surface was clean. And now uh, things in my house are more chaotic. My life's a little bit more chaotic, but actually it's making me more open and more curious and kinder. And so it's, it's off of what I would have thought, but that's the thing I've noticed most. And I'm okay with it. It's amazing. Because what did you value before? Oh, like precision. And like, like I ran a military operation with my three kids and I mean, it was nuts. And now they're kind of like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I remember that stage of my business where I felt like I had permission to just like relax and you're right, amazing things come from that. For me, it's a lot of growth around um, writing and giving value and you know, showing up on social media for people and just connecting. Um, I had so much mind drama about it before and as soon as I started focusing on it um, and making it more of a consistent thing in my life, it it's just started to get easier and I've actually started to enjoy writing. Whereas before I used to think that I was a horrible writer. I wasn't a writer. I wasn't good at it. And now I'm like, I'll put out a post or I send an email. I'm like, damn, that was, that was good. I like that. And as soon as I start enjoying it and I start loving my own work, whether or not people like or engage, um, I, people actually do come to me like out of the woodworks and um, even my yoga teacher like called me out like, oh, I loved your post about the Redwoods. And um, so just really, I think, loving the content um, that I put out there and loving, um, I guess, who I am as this coach and seeing myself as this like legit life coach, a legit career coach um, and really owning that. So that's, I think that's something that I've really seen in my own growth. My biggest area of growth uh, has been just believing that there's a very distinct time in my memory where all of a sudden the belief turned on and it was and, and i think elizabeth it was something you said on like there is no belief police like you can literally believe whatever you want and for some reason that just blew my mind on well she's right like why 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 am i doubting myself why like none of that is useful to me none of that is helping me reach my goals and it's just more fun to believe so all of a sudden it was this shift of all the self-doubt all the time to to just having more fun with it because i wanted to not because i i needed to or i should or 
just because I wanted to. And it was as soon as that shift started happening, it was all of a sudden my goals became inevitable. And, you know, I look at my goals now and it, it's just more fun than it ever has been before. Uh, so I think for me, that's been my biggest growth is just in my belief. I would just add previously I had said that, you know, I just became more compassionate with my thoughts. But the other thing is I would say just my growth in consistency. Whereas in the past, I thought that motivation sort of landed upon me and then I could move forward. So I really think that my growth and doing my daily work and assessing, cleaning up my mind, seeing what is there that is fine, but is it serving me? Is that what's going to fuel uh, what I want to get done that day? So becoming more deliberate in um, creating emotions that fuel um, action. And I remember there was a month, I think it was in July. I'm like, I got so much done. And you're like, was it fun? I'm like, it was so fun. Like I wasn't even doing anything. I created this and this. And you just kind of like nodded knowingly. And it's just because it came from such a lovely open emotion of curiosity and um, enjoyment. Um, so I think that that's been a big area of growth too, is just that consistency of doing the work and um, that's made a big difference. Yeah, and can I just add, I think also, I think watching the patterns that I personally have, I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but I noticed like right after I set my new goal of 12K, I went back to like, I forgot everything. Like I've never done anything. I've never hit any goal and my brain really truly believed it. Um, and so it's just interesting to watch myself kind of build this belief to this new 12K goal and watching my patterns, like they really do come up every single time I set a new goal. And it's like this, these stages of belief, it's like, that's never going to happen. I can never do that. Also, I've never done anything in my entire life. And then like, oh, wait, it's not the number. <laughs> it's not the goal. And you just like, it's the same patterns over and over. And it's just like, I find me, myself coming to these places in my goal saying, oh, I've been here before. I've totally done this before. And the more I see those patterns, the more I realize that it is just a circumstance. It's just a number. And our brains just kind of have these like habitual ways of thinking about new goals. So that's been really fascinating. It just, yeah, just mind blowing to watch it. I'm just going to add on to that, Christy. I agree totally that seeing the patterns in my brain, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like nothing's done wrong. This is just what my brain does on loop. So to recognize that and like be able to pull that out is so huge. So too similarly triggers. Elizabeth taught, teaches us that triggers like are a great area of growth. And I used to like freak out and like spin out of uh, control, feeling sick for like days maybe, if something triggered me and made me feel inadequate or whatever. Now I'm like, oh no, this is good news. This is where I get to dig in. This is my pattern, no problem. And I'm gonna dig in and clean that up a little bit. The, the thoughts that come up, the triggers, and then thinking something that has gone wrong, that has been like a huge thing for me. And I think that's what Elizabeth coached me on the other day. And I just felt like I could breathe afterwards because I really truly was believing that all of these negative thoughts that I had about myself, all of these self-doubts were was something that had gone wrong, that I was, I was doing it wrong. And actually it's just part of the process. And every single time that you realize that those thoughts are totally neutral, it's part of the process, you're supposed to have those thoughts, then it's like, oh, okay, I can, I can move forward with something new. I can keep going. 
And I loved uh, learning about how the emotions that come up with that too. It's not just the thoughts, but it's the emotion and, and relabeling that emotion is this is my growth emotion. This shows up. This isn't something bad because I used to label, you know, the anxiety or the fear as something that was really bad. But now it's every time that shows up, oh, I have moved into this next step of my growth. This is how I know it's working because this feeling is showing up and I started moving towards that instead of running away from that. And that's been a huge thing for me as well. You know, those belief patterns is, is also relabeling those emotions. So one of the things that people say a lot is that building a coaching business, especially that first hundred K is hard. Now, I think you're all in that space now, but I think that there's this idea of understanding what hard means because for the hustler, for the person who's like, yeah, you know, what's hard is it's hard to be obsessed about my business and think about it 24 seven and to beat myself up. And, but I think that you guys are experiencing that there's actually something else that's hard. Like what is actually hard? If you had to just like sum up what's hard about growing a business What's hard about the growth? What's hard about the process in the way you've been learning it? I mean, I think it's just the mental brain grind. You know, I think Brooke said something the other day that just really clicked with me. And she's like, you're, you're grinding to hundred K, but it's not, it's not grinding, like working in your business. It's, it's the brain grind. It's like letting go all the living beliefs. And that just made it click for me because it made me realize that I, again, it's like not, the hard work. It's all of these ideas you have about work, about yourself, um, you know, dealing with rejection, dealing with $0 months, um, thinking that you know it, and then you actually don't think you know it. Um, it that is the hardest part is just like grinding against all of these old limiting beliefs and ideas that you have about building a business. Um, what I found hard, just similar to what Christine said, is the idea of the discomfort and actually feeling all of that discomfort. I was really good previously at distracting myself from it. And just as soon as I came up against something, it'd be like, oh, now it's time to go online shopping or, oh, it's time to deal with the kids or whatever. And now it's, come on, let's get out a paper and pen and let's just start writing down what's going on in that brain. Like, let's start doing a mind cleanup. Elizabeth says do a mind cleanup. She says it works and it does. And just, and then get just doing it. Cause it's so easy to say, oh, it's time to make a cup of tea or it's time to whatever. And then the rest of the day disappears. So the hard work is it's mind work and it's just sitting down and being okay with seeing it and just doing it and getting started. Once you get started, it's okay, but it's really hard to get started sometimes. I think what's been really hard for me is the the mind work, but the slowing down long enough to see the mind work, kind of Sandra said, uh, because I'm such a hustler and I've always been push, 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 push that when you told me I needed to slow down and do that stuff <laughs> that seemed so counterintuitive to everything I had ever been taught from society and that it, it kind of made me mad for a long time. <laughs> like this isn't going to work. And I was so convinced and, and you telling me, well, how do you know it won't work unless you actually try it? And I thought, well, that's kind of a good idea. <laughs> I should probably slow down long enough, you know, to try it, something different. And that for me has been the hardest part um, through all of it and seeing my mind and coaching myself first and foremost as 
part of my business as part of being a business owner and then using that to propel myself forward. Um, so that's been my hardest part. And I would just say I have very similar sentiment to everybody. Um, I think the hardest part was realizing that I couldn't just like roll up my sleeves and work harder and like get it done. Like, just tell me how, like, where's the algorithm? Where's the recipe? I will work all day, all night and get this done. It's like, no, no, no. Like what? So the hardest part was just like exhaling, letting that go and then getting curious and I'd say slowing down. I guess I haven't exactly called it to myself slowing down, but just getting curious and accepting um, what's going on in my brain is fine. And that's the solution to all my questions is inside. It's not outside of me. So the hardest part it has been realizing that like, you got this. I have to figure it out and I can. Yeah. How has seeing other people's growth helped you to grow seeing their growth and or seeing the results that they create i think for me the mastermind changed everything i never thought like there were other groups that i had been in where you'd kind of get in that compare and despair and i was always so hesitant to be in a mastermind for that reason i thought well for sure i'm just going to get in i'm going to see everybody and i'm just going to give up on my goals but being in there and being in that community and realizing how normal my brain is was so good. And seeing the results they were creating and seeing the, the mind work they were doing behind it. It wasn't just the hours that they were working, but actually you know, peeling back the layers and seeing what was happening in their brain made my brain feel so normal and right and right on track. And, and then I could see how clearly uh, mindset work and, and doing our thought work does create the result uh, because sometimes my own brain would forget that. So it, it was very nice being in that setting. Yeah, I would have to say also that seeing other people have the results, number one, is like, oh my gosh, this is possible. This is great. But somebody would always say like, what were you thinking? And I think eventually we learned that as soon as we said like, this is what I've accomplished, this is what I was thinking, this is what I was feeling is what we all started to put into our group. And it's so helpful, number one, to realize that not all the thoughts are roses and daisies, right? Like there are a lot of other thoughts, but then, you know, how you could see how that their brain was switching in the thoughts and, you know, what thoughts and emotions were serving them in order to achieve that result. So that was phenomenal. And I remember always writing down thoughts and I know I can't steal other people's thoughts, but I'm like, well, I'll try them on at least for a week. Like it's been so good to see that we're, you know, everybody in our group has, is in a different stage in their business. And so it's been really nice to be inspired by that and be able to say, we're all dealing like, I think we've said it multiple times, but with the same issues often just at different stages, because all of a sudden it's a new goal and your brain goes back to old patterns and we all have to just clean it up. And so it's been really helpful to just feel that energy of, everyone is working together and also like we're all these are all normal people like I, it's just nice to say like group of normal people and go they're doing it so it's possible like it really does start to help my brain believe it's possible but then see the work behind it and how it became possible um so i've really it's been great yeah and i think watching everybody reach totally different goals um and still have the same thoughts, same doubts, same brain, just really truly drives home that idea that the number is just a circumstance and we all just are going to have the same thoughts. It's, it's just 
like human patterns. So that's just been really fascinating to watch. And, um, and really like for me, it just brings it back to, oh yeah, it's, it's the number is just a circumstance. It's really, you know, the container for growth, as you say. Um, and it doesn't even matter what that number is. We're all just going to have the same kind of mind. There's going to be drama in your brain all the way to that number. And I love that everybody forgets to enjoy their accomplishments because I thought like I didn't ever think to do it. And then I see people celebrating and then being like, Oh God, but now it's the next thing. And I, I loved learning that we all have to do it by watching everybody go through that struggle of being reminded that we actually have to accept, be excited about the fact that we've been, we've achieved accomplishments along the way. What's been a, a thought or a belief that you are using now to hit your goals or that you started to believe that was something different and has helped you to grow? What is one of those thoughts or beliefs that you would share with other people? I mean, my biggest belief and my, the thought that really just, I think keeps me grounded is um, I have more evidence than I, that I can create the things that I want than evidence that I can't. Um, because when I think that thought and I look back at my entire life, you know, I, I've done some amazing things. Like I, you know, I traveled to India by myself and did backpacking that way and got into my dream college. I found like my, you know, soulmate, my husband. And, um, and I, you know, I quit my job in Europe. Like I've just done all of these things that when I first said them, they seemed so impossible. And that was before I found coaching and started like really setting any money goals. Um, and so I have evidence for that thought and it just, it really brings me back to, um, myself and it keeps me calm and it's, it just, it reminds me that I just need to put that energy out there. And I know that sounds really woo, but I don't care. I'm into the woo, <laughs> but it, it just keeps me really grounded. And it just reminds me that, yeah, if I set my mind to it, I can do it. I can figure it out. Um, and it just, it, it gives myself so much self-belief and um, it helps me let go of the outcome and just enjoy my business and be present. I think the thought for me has been, uh, I am becoming the coach that creates $50,000 today. Like for me, that always recentered in today. It was easy for me to look in the future and assume that person could do it but to recenter it today as this is the work that I'm doing, these are the thoughts that I'm creating that help me become that person right now and to shift into her in the present moment. Uh, that has been a huge one for me um, going forward. It was, yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in, in that future self and, and to think she has all the answers and to realize that I and becoming her right now, like that to me was very powerful. Um, and even for my clients, because a lot of them uh, stay at home with their children and they're moving into that working environment and really becoming that person that can do both. Um, that it, to me, it's a lot of fun when I, when I always recenter myself in today. I've found one of the things that really helped me is to just sort of feel lucky that I'm getting to grow in this way, that I'm lucky that I'm slowing down and learning how to grow in a whole new way because I used to feel like it was unfair or it was, you know, it should be different. And now like by embracing that sense of, I want this, 
and this is how I want the business to be. I'm really enjoying feeling it. And then it's just come and then I, and then I get that 99% enjoyment instead of just the 1% for the 99% of the journey versus the 1% of the goal. That's what I've just found has worked for me. I would have to say for me that um, I remind myself I like to try new things. Previously, I was always trying to find the how and the way, and this really just opens up that curiosity and sense of adventure um, that I like to try new things. And then that just encourages me to um, serve my people um, maybe in a new way. I was very nervous about posting any videos online. And I just thought, you know, I like to try new things. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy eating different foods. Like, why would this be any different? Why don't I try something new? So that's just something that I remind myself of that, like, this is fun. Yeah. And I, I think that, I mean, I think, feel like we've all talked about this today, but I, another thought that I have is, um, enjoying my life is my highest priority. And I think that that just, reminds me so much that again we have to just enjoy where we are and figure out how to make things fun and challenging and i think that everybody agrees that's like pretty much what we've all been talking about is like it's have fun towards your goal and so that just really keeps me reminded of yeah just make things fun and it makes me look for how to make things fun um and that's just i don't know it's always worked for me christy what's the alternative Right? Like if you're like, my goal is to have fun. What's the thing that's like default and easy that your brain's like, I don't know, this is probably what we should do instead. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like the push. It's the hustle. It's, it's that like critical parent in your brain. That's kind of like chattering in the back and telling you that you're, you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. Um, it shouldn't be this easy. Um, and it's, it's just noise. Like it's just noise. Um, and that just doesn't sound fun to me. And you know, like I, I quit my job. I quit a great job in San Francisco to do this coaching business and to live a life that I want to live. And it was all because, you know, I, I had everything that society said was great and perfect and it looked great on paper, but I wasn't enjoying it. And I did eventually like learn how to enjoy it, but you know, I'm, I'm here to experience life. I'm, I'm here to maximize, um, my experiences on earth. And, and that is just, that's such a deep philosophy of mine. And, um, and so when I'm in the grind and the hustle of my work, it just, it snaps me out of it. I'm like, Oh yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I risking everything to have this business? <laughs> Why, you know, people probably think that I'm crazy having a life coaching business and I don't care because when I enjoy it and I have fun and I'm challenging myself and growing, um, nothing else matters. And the money doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. Um, I'm just, I'm so much more present in my life. And it just, it, it really, um, I think is the reason why we're here. Can I speak also to that? Like, I, I felt like one of the transitions that I experienced in my business was my, my brain would, as soon as I would get to something hard or some kind of obstacle, or I didn't reach my goal or something, my brain would always say, well, you don't have to do this. Like you can find another job. Like, and, and I used to think I used to like engage with that thought all the time. And 
every single time I engaged with that, I would think something had gone wrong. And then I realized every time that thought comes up, that is my growth thought. Like my brain is scared right now and, and nothing's gone wrong when that thought shows up. It actually means that I'm progressing and I'm becoming more of the person that I wanted to be. So for me, one of those thoughts that I always went back to is I choose to do this. Yeah, I, I may not have to do it. I can find another job somewhere else, but this is what I choose to do and I want to do it. And it was as soon as I, I kept going back to that place, I stopped questioning like whether <laughs> I have to do this or I should keep going. And that thought just kind of went away like it, on its own. I didn't have to do anything because this is really what I want. And, and moving to that place was so much more fun. And just very quickly, I was going to add that one of my overarching thoughts that's been so helpful because I used to have such a critical, you know, judgment of myself is it is working. And then I find evidence of it everywhere. And I just love often starting my day like it's working. And then I just like gather all the data and then I can move forward. But I think that's really been helpful instead of in the past. I would have always said like, oh, it's not working. It's not working. No, it is working. So that thought has been super awesome for me, for me. Yeah. And I love that it's working thought because what I hear people say so often is, it's like, we have to be realistic and like, look at the facts and it's working is such an interesting thought because it's, it's, we can, you know, it's the whole glass, glass half empty versus glass half full. And, you know, we think we're optimistic people. And so we're like, oh, actually, but I choose to see everything is not working because my brain told me I should. And that makes such a difference. So as we're wrapping up here, just the last question I would love to hear, is there anything that I haven't asked that you want to share? Something about your growth, something about growth in general, something about how this work helps you coach your clients, anything that you wanted to share that you think would help the listeners? What do you got? Yeah, I think, I think coaching with you and being in this mastermind has really helped me coach my clients because every time that I come to the mastermind, it just really brings me back to like, Oh, nothing's gone wrong. We all have the same fears and doubts. And we all sometimes think that we're bad coaches and that we, you know, no one wants to coach with us. Um, and so hearing everybody in the mastermind have these same thoughts, I am able to bring that experience and that knowledge to, um, my coaching sessions with my clients. Um, it's also helped me, I think, step into this, this role of being this, um, a very powerful coach. And I think that I've had some of the most powerful coaching sessions, um, with my clients, uh, just because of the growth that I've had within the mastermind and, you know, putting myself first and, um, you know, investing in myself and telling myself that I'm, I'm worth it and coaching myself, using myself as my first client. I think that I've been able to lead other people through other powerful transformations. And so that's been really rewarding. It's kind of like Elizabeth, you're like this ripple effect, you know, <laughs> starting with you and then with all of us and then just going outwards. And so um, I think that that's been really rewarding and exciting for me and my clients. Like I just, I love seeing them make these shifts and have these transformations. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. I found like my, that I wrote it down before I even started was the sentence mindset work is the difference. It is, it, that's all it is. It's the huge, the biggest difference that I've, I've had from this mastermind, but in all of it. And 
I know that now seeing it so much and seeing it so powerfully over these months with so many people as well, that I just stick with it with my clients because I've seen it work for me. So I know now to not let just actions help them or anything else. I just go, no, I can, we have to keep working on the mind. Like the mindset is the difference. That's where you're going to feel the difference. And I really feel, I can feel it now. And it makes me a better coach because I can then stick with it with my clients. Working with you was the difference for me. I, I had never had an example of, of somebody that knew how to reach goals without hustling. I had never seen that before. That wasn't a concept that even crossed my mind. And then to be in the mastermind and to see everybody else going through that same process um, was really, it's really transformational um, for all of us to experience together. And um, it's fun. Like you create connection and relationships through all of it. So, I mean, there's always that added bonus. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but that's probably, that's probably it. Yeah. I, um, will echo that the mastermind and the community, uh, and the leadership of teaching us how to really investigate our mind is super awesome and worthwhile. Um, I too, similar to Christy, think that my coaching has improved just in understanding and learning to have compassion for myself, that I can help teach better my clients, that this really is the way to um, move forward, to not beat ourselves up about the fact that we have a human brain and all these crazy thoughts like, yep, that's a part of it. No problem. Now what? So to me, that's been a very valuable piece that I didn't think that I would get from this mastermind that I really am grateful for. Yes. Well, thank you ladies for coming in and sharing your growth with the listeners because you guys are an example to them of not just valuing that end result, not thinking that it's worth burning themselves out and working hard and working all the time to get there and really showing them that in-between zone. So thank you ladies for coming on. And for the listeners, I will link up so that you can connect with them. You can see their faces and you can find out where to get to know them better. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.